welcome to The Bar is Learned. I am Chris Howard, and with me I have the honour, nay, the pleasure, of having Mr Johnny Hesketh with me. How are you, sir? Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for having me on, Chris. Always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. Great to see your face, hear your voice. You have been sorely missed. Thank you very much. It's been strange. We started getting to the swing of things and tailors together, and then, and then the big disaster of the pandemic type of thing. But we're just waiting on all this to be over. Exactly, mate. Exactly. And fingers crossed it's one of them. It's going to end when it ends. But exactly. what can you do? Can't change it, so you've got to live with it, haven't you? Exactly. But hey-ho. But in general, sir, how are you? Like, how, how, how are you coping with it all? Yeah, very well. I think it's amazing how much you get used to the new way of life type of thing about not being able to go out and not being able to socialise and things like that. Um, I think it's amazing how you, your mind and body adjusts. And I think when it all does get lifted, it's going to be, will, will people go back to normal? I think that is the, the big question type of thing. I've seen a lot of you know funny things on Twitter and Facebook about all the gym heads running back to gym type of thing and you know uh, alcoholics running back to bar and all, all things like that. So I think it'd be interesting what people use as their escape type of thing and they just run back to type of thing. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be the big thing. I think no one's lives are going to really be the same after this because a lot of people have adapted to it, like you say. Like, fucking, I'm walking. I don't know why, why that's occurred. Like, I'm leaving the house more than I did because I can and I have to. It's mad. Um, like, you know, people are working from home now and realising that you can do most of your work from home. So I think I think after this, I think a lot of people's lives are going to change, arguably for the better, if anything. You know, we become more sociable. You know, we talk more to our friends and family on things like this, Zoom, for example. So, yeah, I think I think it's going to change a lot of people's lives for the better, to be fair. But it's just a yeah. shame it's a pandemic to cause that. Exactly. Um, I think the point that you made on the work and life then, I think if leaders of organisations, if they say, my employees have actually worked more productive uh, at home, I don't think I need an office anymore. I don't think I need to pay £10,000 a month or exactly. whatever the cost is. It? And, um, and I think, I don't know about you, but working from home, it's, you know, you've got your kitchen there, you can enjoy you know, home-cooked meals, you can improve your cooking skills, and you just, you're in the comfort of your own home. I think it's obviously subjective to every different person, but I think for a lot of people, they might you know, prefer to work from home. And if they can prove that they work more productive and work better type of thing, then leaders of organisations and businesses, it's a no-brainer in my opinion. Yeah, definitely, mate. And like you say, like if, if leaders can sort of think, oh, if this is working better at home, I'm going to save X amount of money a month on an office. What's the point, you know? And people are like you say, they're cooking three meals a day. Mate, I am sick to fucking death of deciding what I need to eat in a day. Like, usually it's take me butties to work and fucking come home and cook one meal. Now I've got to think about three meals a day and it's doing me head in. I know it's it's amazing how complicated choosing something to eat. You think it would be very easy. Exactly. Yeah. But absolute just Well, I think it's there's not, you know all well and good saying, oh, we, we can get back to the office type of thing or uh, we could work from home. But in practicality, it is a, it probably will go back to normal. And I think, you know, let's bring, bring it back to what the podcast is all about, which is the gym. You know, people have adjusted. You've seen everyone's Facebook videos, Twitter videos of, you know, the deadlifts and, you know, the bags of flour instead of uh, dumbbells. And all. Just something what, you know, using anything. But, it's the comfort of the gym. It's the, yeah. the you know, the accessibility, the easeability. That's where the, the easiness of it type of thing. And yeah, I think people will probably very easily slip back into it because you can't beat 
the gym, you can't beat the atmosphere in the gym and the, the com- camaraderie type of thing. No, 100%. I mean, that's that's the that's the reason for this podcast today. It's going to be around mental health and lifting, um, and especially like how lockdown is intertwined with that now. And like you say, I think that's a big thing for everyone. Like the gym is part of your routine. That's the big thing that I missed is I come home from work, I get changed, I go to the gym. You know, on a Wednesday, I'm in Taylor's. You know, I get to train sort of when I want, when I, how I want. And now at the minute, like, don't get me wrong, I'm so lucky to have like the dumbbells and the bench that I've got in the house. But, you know, you miss you miss those lifts. You know, you miss doing deadlifts properly, things like that. And like you say, you yeah. miss the camaraderie, you miss the environment. Exactly. And I know you're a, 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 a well, you know, you've been going to the gym for quite a long time type of thing. I, proud new member of Taylor's relatively a few months in, and I finally thought, I've got a little bit of a routine now. I know when I'm going. I, I know what, you know, I wouldn't say I know what I'm doing. I'm starting to know what I'm doing. And then it just throws you. And I thought, you know what, I've got motivation for the gym before. I'll crack on and do it at home. And you just don't. Yeah. You know, the dog starts barking, your auntie rings or, you know, whatever happens type yeah. of thing. And you crack on with your day. Yeah. And exactly. Like it's, the, it's those home comforts, you know, it's for me, it's great that I come home and there's dumbbells sat there, but they're sat there in my living room and so is my sofa. So, you know, it's so easy to just be like, I said, you know, have a rest day today. Bit busy day at work. And Netflix is always calling for you, isn't it? Chris, come here. Disney Plus as well, mate. Like Star Wars, The Mandalorian, the new Clone Wars series have absolutely just had me. So, you know. Exactly. And I think on that point is that, you know, we're seeing on, you know, the news, all the businesses that are are dipping and failing. Well, businesses like Disney Plus just come out with the perfect time. Exactly, Everyone has bought it, and you just—I I don't know if they planned that. Maybe Disney is behind the pandemic or something. Illuminati and all that—they say about Disney, don't they? So, wouldn't surprise me. It's—it's it's funny how it's almost Star Wars Day on May the fourth, and you know they found this perfect time to release a new film on Disney Plus. Telling you, mate. Very, very clever. But yeah, man. So we're going to get a bit of background on you, really. So. um Tell us a bit about like your lifting, sort of what you do as well. So you do a lot of charity work. So if you can talk about that, that'd be fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'll just introduce myself. So my name's, as Chris said before, Johnny Heskiff, and I run a charity called Yellow House that works on developing young people through creativity. And we focus on developing uh, everything about a young person. So the holistic well-being, which is both physical uh, and mental health. And uh, what happened was, is in November of last year, I moved, uh, we moved offices, we moved our creative spaces to 151 Dale Street. Um, And when I was parking my car, I noticed that there was a a gym called Taylor's. And I was parking outside and I was um, in another gym in North Liverpool and I signed up on a January deal that January, so that's January to November. I had an 11 month um, subscription. I think I went about three times to the, to the very commercial gym, um, and it just it just wasn't for me. I didn't have motivation for it, but I signed up for that. You know, I think as many people have done in the past, that signed up for that monthly subscription to the gym type of thing, and just you know haven't got the motivation to go. So. Um, so it was one day, I just plugged the course, everything to drop an email to Taylor's about the um, 10-day strength experience, I think it is, yeah, Chris? Yeah, it's the one, mate. Um, and then I met Chris Howard, the presenter of the podcast, uh, in my first session, and I went along with my friend Viv, and it was, if anyone's listening that hasn't been to Taylor's, it's a real 
intimate gym in the most positive sense. It's a real, I know it's a bit gooey saying it has a family feel to it, but it does. It really has a, a close-knit um, feel to it. And I think when you go in, when I was relatively new into lifting in this whole world of gym and you see people that are coming in, they've got 33 you know, inch biceps and things like that and you start to panic and you think, I'm just not going to fit in here because I'm not. I've never lifted before, never done uh, real powerlifting, strongman or whatever. Uh, but then you feel instantly at home. And I think that is definitely the power of Taylor's and it's a credit to the uh, staff team and the members of Taylor's. Um, so started with uh, Chris on the um, strength session and uh, found that lifting heavy things is, uh, is cool. It's um, strongman is, of course, what I'm talking about. Thought about powerlifting and weightlifting, and then I thought it's a bit too technical. I think I think there is technique to strongman, but if you agree with me, Chris, it's it's still about brutal strength, isn't it? Exactly. It's it's lift the biggest thing above above your head off the floor in the most awkward way you can possibly do it. And yeah, like you say, it's it's so, such a fun sport to get involved with, and it's one that you can just walk in and get involved with straight away. You don't have to be the strongest. Like you can just build yourself up, and like you know, you're a credit to that. You know, you walked in like fairly beginner and literally within a fair few weeks, like, you you know, it's, you've absolutely come night and day and your lifting now is, it's right up there. You know, your stone PB is exactly the same as mine, which deep down is a little depressing, but you know, what can we do? But yeah, and you know, like it's, it's just, and the tailors, the tailors feel like that's what we pride ourselves on as a gym is it's that family feeling, you know, it sounds corny and a lot of gyms will say that family feel. But like Taylor's is a genuine family feel, and that's you know. Yeah, and the thing that I really enjoyed about it, and it's it's with other gyms. You know, some people enjoy the commercial gym they do, and some people in Taylor's go to both. It's they they like the you know the feeling, the different um, aspects of both. But when you go into a commercial gym and there's thirty six thousand bench press machines and. They've got the nice diagram on the side and it's all well and good. It's still complicated to use, the machines, I think. Um, but it's when you've actually got... For me, what I like about the Atlas Stones and, you know, the Strongman stuff, it's not mechanical. It's literally just... It's almost caveman, pick this up type of thing. And also, I think, with the machines, you pull that little peg out and you pull it back in, you know, when you go up that next step. But things like... You know, with the Atlas stones, you physically move on to the biggest stone. You go onto the next platform. Yeah, it's for me. It feels a little bit more physical. Um, and with the logs, you know, you physically put on that other plate, and the I just think it feels a bit more uh, like motivational to everything. And I think that's good for anyone. Yeah, definitely. And um, like you say, like I think that's why a lot of people struggle with like finding that routine with a like a commercial gym is that. You know, you walk in there and there's all these machines, there's all these people looking like they know what they're doing, when truly most of them don't. But like that's quite threatening to someone just going in who, you know, wants to lose weight, just wants to get a bit stronger, anything. And, you know, like you said, like a gym like us, it's perfect because, you, like you say, you're lifting that bigger stone, you're putting that extra plate on the bar, you put an extra plate on the log. There's that, there's that physical difference rather than just moving a pin down or going up a level on a treadmill, you know, not to take the credit away from that. No, of course not. But of, like you say, some someone new is going to see that difference a lot more than they would with just a pin. Yeah, and I think with 
being new to lifting when I what makes you sound like an old mature man there. But back in November, uh, it was when I joined back Taylor. in your day. Back in my day, um, it's it's amazing when you just think it's the gym, and then you're gonna go a few days a week, and then you're gonna just go home, and you're gonna you know not not be excited about it, not be motivated about it, not not to become a part of your routine. But it really does it does become part of of your life and. Um, as you as you said before about the family element of Taylor's, you you big, you you know you go friend friends there as well, mm-hmm. and and you know I just think that is a is a as I said before credit to Taylor's and credit to Stafford Taylor's, um, and I remember when um a point that me and Chris were laughing about a few weeks ago is that when you first go into a gym, you first go into lifting, you say don't want to compete, just it's not it's not something that I had in my mind, and then. This obviously most people are talking about competitions and you go and I said I will go to one and I went to Chris's um, one in Preston um, and then ever since you just think oh maybe maybe so maybe one day I might give it a, a go of competing then it's just put putting the work in and training for it type of thing which again it's that motivation angle it's that I've got a goal I want to smash that goal I want to smash that PB I want to get better than the person next to me I think that is a good thing about it it's a for me, it's a bit of a game. It's like, <laughs> I, I want to get to the next level. I want to beat the boss of the game. <laughs> the boss of the game in Taylor's is 160 kilo stone. Is it 167? It's 167 kilo, yeah, the Stoltman stone. So that that's my, uh, the boss of my game. And that, that's, that's the finishing level at the minute. Exactly. Is, is <laughs> anyone, no one's sweet, have they? No, no. I don't even think anyone's moves off the ground, mate, let alone... Uh let alone put it on a platform yet. So. And I think that's possibly the boss for, for, um, for, for, a, lot of, for a lot of the strongmen in the gym. Um, so that was my strongman experiences. And then the, uh, the process, just what I went through with Chris, which I thought was very helpful, is that we almost had like round robins of all the strongman exercises, which I thought was very helpful. And I think you, all, you always want to throw the, you know, pick the big, biggest stone and throw all, all the you know, the plates on the bar and things like that. But what I've, what I've been taught, and it makes sense, obviously, is the technique's got to be right. So you've got to do the bar on its own or the log on its own or whatever, or stick with the smallest stone. And I think when you get that technique right, um, you can then just start to put more weight, put more weight, and then just build on a type of thing. And that's what I've just found very help, helpful. It's just going around the other things, playing it. Found things that I don't like. I didn't like the... What's the big heavy dumbbell? Monster dumbbell? Yeah. Didn't like that. <laughs> just <laughs> I don't know why. It, mate. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but then just found, you know, ease with the stones type of thing. So I think it's I think a lot of people that go to the gym can say that, you know, they just hate that exercise or hate deadlift, but love bench and things like that. So I think everyone has their their preference. You you like you preference log, don't you, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Like pressing for me is probably my strength. Um as much as I enjoy deadlifts, I am absolutely shit at them. Um, so that that's you know that hurts me a lot. But yeah, I mean in strongman, there's not really that. I wouldn't say there's an event I hate. Um, mm. You know, there's events that I'm not good at, but I wouldn't say I hate them. Um, if anything, just I fucking hate cardio. That's probably about it. As as is noticeable with my physique. So yeah, if if we're going down the hate route, definitely you're never going to see me on a treadmill. You're never going to see me on a bike or rowing. Me walking around Newsham Park, mate, is the most you will see me do. 
sounds very exciting. It it's is. a lovely park to walk around in, though. Do you know what, mate? I generally, like, I've been here, lived in this house for five years, always thought Newsham was just this crackhead park. So I was like, nah, I'm not walking around that. Lockdown one day, I was like, nah, we're going to go for a war around that. And it's actually more nice. Exactly. And <laughs> I think I think a lot of people have discovered the local parks and, <laughs> um, you know, probably discovered aspects of the home that they never knew that <laughs> they had. Yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah, started decorating everything. And then you realise it's like this little nook that you never knew was there. Exactly. I, it's amazing how many certain stocks type of thing are, um, of products are just gone. Like paint and fencing things apparently just gone out of being cute. Yeah, yeah. People said, I've got time to, to build the fence. I've got time to clear the shed or clear the loft type of thing. So I think it's good that everyone <laughs> finally has time to do that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like, this lockdown, is, you know, people have started new hobbies, you know, learning new languages, things like that. So, Again, it goes back to that thing that maybe this lockdown isn't the worst thing that's happened in the world. Obviously, you know, it's it's mm. devastating what it's done to families, but, you know, what it's done just for, arguably, it's done good for the mental health as much as it's done badly for it. You know, the people that have really adapted well to it, if anything, it's benefited their mental health, but it's, you know, it's you've got to look at the flip side as well, that it's really affected some people's mental health badly. You know, you look at people that are sat in their houses alone, and can't leave you know you've got to think that definitely yeah it was as soon as you know this whole thing happened uh, the yellow house team had to put a project together we had to put a plan together on what we're going to do and a lot of the young people that we are working with are already isolated in their in their homes they might be living alone you know not got um big support systems and we are that support system for them or they might be uh, a young person in a house that's got five siblings and you know a mum and dad so it's a busy household but I think at the same time you can be as isolated in an empty house than a full house yeah um and we were thinking so we're we're already working with isolated young people and they're now being told to isolate more so how can we how can we fix is the wrong word how can we deal with it how can we support them in that and for for me, what you think is a is a good thing for mental health and to support it is coping mechanisms, which is you know your creativity, is you go in the park, is you know cooking, is fat, is filling your day up type of thing. And I think is the gym for some people as well. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. a lot of people have had a a rough day at work type of thing. I'm going to put my headphones on and listen to Miley Cyrus or Metallica, whatever, and lift for an hour type of thing. And it's just the releases of you know. Yeah, is it endorphins that come out type of thing? Your release of just see me getting technical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's your release of emotion that come out. I think helps a lot of people. Yeah, but I think everyone now is okay. I'll learn a new language. I'll take a photography. I'll do this. You know, X, Y, and Z. I think it's post COVID. What will be where the mental health will come out? I think it will be so let's say tomorrow the world world is back to normal uh, you know everyone goes back to work it'll be people that can't adjust to to daily life again type yeah. of thing who, you know there's mental health conditions such as autism and things like that where it's all about a routine it is all about yeah. i know exactly what i'm doing throughout my day and if it if it gets shook it get you know it, it shook it shakes them we had um as i said before we focus on creativity in Yellow House, so we've been doing a lot of creative exercises from poetry to creative writing to debating to everything that just to create your mind, uh, get your mind flowing. 
and it was a young, uh, not a young lad, an, an old lad, Mark's 30. Uh, he created a poem about um, COVID and he's got autism and he said, I live by a routine. I have that kind of um, system and now everyone's just shook. Maybe they know how I feel. Yeah. Which I thought was a very powerful comment. I thought it's um, very interesting because, you know, everyone is going, I can't go out the shop to get me you know, me pink gin or can't go to the pub to get my, you know, whatever. And I think we need to remember people are dealing with this every day. Yeah. And we've got to all stick together on this. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, it's this, you know, this, this has shown that like a lot of communities are coming together a lot better than they did before. And, um, and like you say, it's, it's such a powerful thing to that. Yeah. You know, we, we now are starting to feel the same as people, you know, with autism feel, you know, our routine has been shook and that's affecting a lot of people and that's that's people with autism every day you know so they like say it's so powerful to think of it in that aspect um and i think every organization every business are trying to put things in place that are you know ensuring that everyone keeps positive and also from a business point of view make sure that you don't forget about your local business or your local yeah. you know gym or whatever and i think Again, I feel like I'm plugging Taylor's, but I think I, I obviously, obviously will. Um, is the new app that just come out for Taylor's, yeah. which is uh, a members hub. I think I would call it. It has uh, everything that you can do with the gym from the events to contact with your fellow members or contact with your coaches. And they've launched that perfectly in the middle of um, lockdown. And I guess, you know, Danny and the team would want to have launched it when everyone was still in the gym. But I think now it was possibly even a better time that everyone is excited to get back to use the um is to use the app as well as as everything else in the gym and of course the um uh the varsity event that you know didn't happen i think everyone is just motivated to get that going again and you know just get back to training type of thing so it's good that these coping mechanisms um which for me are not a cop-out it's not i'm i'm gonna ignore everything i'm just gonna crack on with some art or crack on with the gym i think it does the coping mechanisms do actually help in, in long term mental health? Yeah, hundred percent. I think as well. Like I think it's taught a lot of people resilience. I mean, me especially. Like the gym is my coping mechanism. You know, I've had like if I've had a shit day at work, I can go to the gym and slam some weights around and feel a lot better. At the minute, like, I've obviously had to adapt. You know, it's now come home. I can still do my dumbbells, and I realise now that it's the gym. Yes, it's a cope. Like it's that coping mechanism but it isn't the be all and end all. Like it's just spending that time with yourself and however you spend that time with yourself, like it's, that's the coping mechanism, not the gym itself. The gym's just the facilitator to that. The, the one thing that I was thinking to, to myself when you sent the topic over mental health and the gym and thinking about mental health and sport is that I think type of personalities and type of people that how they deal with mental health is, is team sports or like, singular sports whatever you'd call it, solo sports and um, and I thought to myself well obviously the powerlifting weightlifting strongman they're all uh, solo sports because you don't you know you don't throw the atlas stone over a, a, a fence and then it comes back to you or whatever and um, but there is elements of 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 powerlifting strongman that are a team sport and there's you know everyone pushes each other to get the next pb and you're always noticing, as I said, with them PBs, you're always noticing what other people are doing. You're yeah. always trying to beat the next person. So what would you say, do you think, the strongman are 
and the weightlifting, powerlifting are solo sports or team sports type of thing? Because I think it's so yeah. different with your mental health because at one point you could come in the gym to be on your own and be with your own thoughts type of thing. But on the other hand, you can then talk with your friends and in the gym. I mean, I think it is one of them. I think it's a solo sport purely and simply, but there's that community aspect. I wouldn't say it's a team aspect, it's community. That's so especially in like the strongman world, you know, you know half the people you're competing against before you compete against them because you competed against them five times before. So, you know, there's that community aspect and, you know, you get friends with them. So, you know, and you'll push each other in a competition, you know, you'll push each other through training. You see some like you make video on Instagram, you're like, oh, that's fucking sick, that well done. Mm. But in deep down you'll be thinking, fuck me, I need to beat that. <laughs> it's it's the same <laughs> with the gym, it's the same with powerlifting, you know, it's it's that individual sport, you're always trying to beat yourself, but at the same time it's always nice to be somewhere else. Yeah, of course. And there's I think <clears throat> competition is what is what motivates everyone. I think it's you you know, you know, you get that you get a little bit angry, like get a bit aggy type of thing if someone beats your record, but you just then it's motivation to go into the next one. You don't you don't hurt them or anything like that. You just as I said, it just motivates you. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean you hurt people doing your jujitsu on a Saturday with the, the Johnny special super move. Yeah. So uh, I come into a session uh of a Saturday uh I think it was like a, a morning afternoon type of thing to do my own session and then seeing that there was a jujitsu session on and a slight fan of mixed martial arts like UFC things like that um, and I thought that that looks cool and I don't ask me why I thought I would as no one who's ever done any mixed martial arts or jiu-jitsu or whatever went over to Danny Taylor black belt in jiu-jitsu the, the, uh, the leader of a session is running his session and put my fist up and go let's go Danny <laughs> <laughs> and expected, you know, him to, to laugh it up to everything. But he said, well, jump on the mat then, take your shoes off. <laughs> and I think you, you part shit yourself. <laughs> part, um, sparked an interest. And then we started grappling and doing some groundwork. And then I found myself, I think it's full guard position on top. And Danny was just defending himself. And I didn't really know what to do. So I thought, strong man. Brute strength, pick him up, pick him up, and slam him. And uh, I think that was Christmas, the, the the Johnny special type of thing, because you just so full guard position, pick your opponent up and slam them. In it does have its you know negatives to it, does have its drawbacks. You get tired very quickly, and then that is an opportunity for your opponent to put you in a submission or or reverse you type of thing. So it's not the best, but. It's mine. It's it's my move. It's yeah. everything. So I'm proud of it. Yeah, I mean, like you know, we do our strongman session on a Saturday as well. And you know, if if we hear a big slam in the background, we, we're pretty certain that it's you slamming someone. Exactly. And again, that's something that is you know recently got into is a jujitsu type of thing. It's again something I never thought I'd get into. I never ever thought I'd get into strongman. I am six foot three, and uh, a big lad type of thing. So I think strongman to a certain extent, suits me type of thing. Yeah. As well as rugby did when I played rugby. You just, you know, the certain sports are just suited to big people uh, and strong people. Um, but I didn't think jiu-jitsu was that. And then when I tried it and you you start get uh, the discipline angle of it is, I think it's really, um, it's really interesting. There's not many, I've not been in a sport that was that disciplined. 
mm. and that respect element of it. I think that um, something intriguing. But I did invite my partner Veronica over to it, and as we were um, not not sparring but practicing jabs and uh, hooks, and then we thought we would get into it and punch my partner in the face. Um, and Veronica is, uh, I think she weighs about 50 kilos and is like literally like half the size of me. And I just jabbed her in the face <laughs> because you just get too excited. And um, so that was fun when we got home and, you know, we, <laughs> you definitely got jabbed back, didn't you? Exactly. In the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's 100% the story I was hoping was going to come up with you, GJ. It was the time that you punched Veronica in the face. Just in the face, like not even, not even, you know, it wasn't even blended in any way. It was just a jab in the face. It was, it was a lip. It's just, <laughs> it felt so bad afterwards. I made a bad as well. I just felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But is she going to come back there? That's the big thing. When all this is over, is she going to come and train jujitsu again? I think she, I think she will, yeah. Cause she, um, I think it was it was Danny also marked it as a self defense thing as well, and it's something that you know she was interested in. I think everyone wants to wants to be prepared for that situation if that ever did happen. If you were ever you know attacked on the street, uh, and I think as uh, as many probably young women think they want to protect themselves, so I think that was one angle that she went into it. And we also had fun, and I think as as the, with the strong man, is that when you pick that next stone up, the, the pleasure that you feel, the, all the emotions that you wish, you re, it really, really does pick up your day. A little joke there, pick up, pick up your day. <laughs> um, and I think with jujitsu, it's when you, you know, when the, the lead, when Danny would say, well, that's a good jab, that's a good hook, that's a, you know, when you, when you pass that goal to everything, I think goal setting and goal smashing is a really, positive thing in it in any in any way any form of life type of thing if it's your gym if it's work or whatever and i think it, that's what the gym is obviously solely created around is smashing that next goal and it really does bring up your mental health it really does yeah. positive uh, so i think ronica will come back because she we enjoy smashing them goals together nice good i mean that's that's that thing you know bring up goal setting that's probably the most important thing i believe is isn't if you've goalless then it's going to be so hard to lose motivation and get downhearted by things but if you've got that goal there you know it's something to keep chasing you know someone walking into a gym straight away the goal is there it's i wanted to go to the gym and you've smashed that first goal you've done that first hurdle and i think that's a very underappreciated hurdle that people yeah. think that you know oh i've signed up for a gym you know or i've got to go now but like you've you've already hit that first hurdle you know you've signed up for the gym the next stage is walking through the door of the gym. The next stage then is doing a session. And, you know, take it step by step. It doesn't have to be this one big goal of, you know, I want to lose. Yeah. And, pounds. I, and I think, you know, we we're going to talk about gym, sport and mental health. We had to bring this, you know, body image up. Mm. And that, well, that, I think we could talk about that for an hour on its own. But it's, I think a lot of people go to the gym to look better. Mm -hmm. and you know to go down a dress size or go down a jean size or get get a girlfriend get a boyfriend get whatever and i think i think if you goal setting to that extent i don't think that is best way to go forward i think if you know 
I went to gym to look better, to to get stronger, to you know, to be more toned. But instead of saying I want to get to sixty-seven kilos by next week, or I want to, you know, myself feel like I look better within a month or whatever, you go. I want to lift ten kilos more on the log next week. I want to, you know, lift the fifty kilo stone next week. And I think if you goal set in that sense, which is which is not damaging to your you know, to your insecurities that in, you know, obviously alongside as you're getting to that next log or that next Atlas stone, you are going to be getting toned. You are going to be losing weight. Exactly. And I think if you can do it in that way, because it's the, inse- I think the insecurities that are inside of a gym are probably the, <laughs> it's probably heavier than any of the weights there type of thing. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And like you say, I think, you know, if you go in with that goal of that, you know, extra 10 kilos a week or whatever it is, it's not, you know, that's making you feel better. And in the long run, if you feel better, you know, you that body image and that insecurity is going to lift anyway because you feel better. You're going to feel more confident in the body that you're in. And I think that's that's another good, great thing with, you know, that's something we're massive within Taylor's is, you know, it, it's how you feel. It's not how you look. No one cares deep yeah. down, you know. If you meet, you know, meet like say you want to get a girlfriend, get a boyfriend. If they don't appreciate you for you, and appreciate you purely on looks, then is that how you want to be with anyway? Fair comment. Uh, I think for insecurities of of body image, when you do go into a gym though, and you see, you know, the ripped people, and you just think, <laughs> you know, when you see staples take that top off, you just think, what is my fucking life? <laughs> I remember, I think we were in a session together when, when Danny came in and I was just like looking at him. I thought, it's weird that. <laughs> like looking over at Danny. But I uh, I think I confronted him, sounds aggressive, but you know, just talked to him type of thing and said, I just want to say like, you know, I've never seen anyone as ripped as you type of thing. And he was just like, thanks. <laughs> you know, it's very dry. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it really made me laugh. And I think... Um, I guess everyone wants to be like that type of thing, so it's an element of motivation as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm happy being the size that I am, but I look at Staples and just think, "Yeah, fucking bastard!" Like, your your body. I listened to your last podcast. Your body changed a lot, didn't you? Because you put the ten year throw back on, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, my my body's changed massively. Like, from so from through school playing football, rugby. So then, like leaving school and hitting the gym hard, and being arguably, you know, probably a little, little more chunky than staples, but at least having a six pack. So then, I didn't go to the gym for years, and then like got back into it, and just thought, you know what, like embrace the fact that I'm quite a broad, like built person anyway. So you know, I look at pictures of me when I was that ripped person, I think about eighty kilos, and I'm sitting about 110, 115. So mm-hmm. you know, like say it's. It's situational, I think, as well, more than anything. You know, if if you and as I said before, I'm I'm six foot two or six foot three, something like that. Um, but always wasn't. And I think it was year nine or year ten. Um, so what was that? 13, 14 type of thing. I just shot up. And what was the best news in the world is that my weight didn't change when I shot up. So I went from you know, someone that would say like five foot type of thing with with the belly. So then someone was six foot and I kind of like grew up with me. Just thought it was fantastic. <laughs> um, and, but you're always, 
you know, looking to get rid of that belly type of thing. And it is a motivation thing for me. But I think it's with the different body types. And if you're taller, you look slimmer. And, you know, if you're, what is it, endomorph, mesomorph, and all things like that, it's just the different body types. And I think people, as you said, if your knowledge of that's your body, that is you are broader, you are taller, you are whatever. And then you become more, possibly more healthy and more happy in your in your life. Yeah. I think that's a great thing with the gym as well. Like it's it's that self-education. Like, you know, the more you get into it, the more you'll want to learn about it. And, you know, you'll learn that like this is my body type and that's that. You know, you'll you'll deal with the cards that you've got sort of thing. Yeah. And you know, I think that's that's a lot what a lot of people will learn through the gym. It's it's great to see, you know, when you see someone finally accept that that's, you know, that's just your body shape. You just that's what it is. And then you see that flicking confidence, you see you know, you see all that come back and it just, it's good, really good to see. Um, and, you know, it, it's nice to see that journey as well with people. You know, you'll see someone that walks in the gym and, you know, they're like, oh, I want to get ripped. And then a few months later, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, what? I just want to get a bit stronger. And it's it's seeing that, you know, it makes you feel good as well. And being a coach, do you, I think I possibly would have say, said the same thing to you in our first session, but do you, I guess one of your first questions is, as a coach is, why you why do you want to be at the gym and I guess you always get that answer I want to lose weight I want to you know get ripped as you said you always get that initial response and then putting the plan together to work towards it yeah yeah definitely that's always going to be the first question is like why are you here um and you know once you see that then you know you think okay that that's always going to be there that is fine but then you know you just do a session as normal like we did with you you know we we just tried everything and you know you soon you you know you find out yourself that you soon find out that your mindset changes within that you know the yeah. second you just find that love for training your goal will change you know it might change it might not but you know a lot of the time it will be right okay now nah, i just want to get a bit stronger you know now or you know I, yeah. my first goal might not have been realistic so now i know that this goal is realistic so i'll achieve that instead and it's yeah and we both joke around about the 167 kilo stone type of thing and that's not a goal for me it isn't because I know that I'm a long way off that but you go down the next one and that's not that's not negative that's not uh, I, I can't reach that goal a goal's got to be uh, realistic hasn't it? it's got to be yeah. achievable and I think it's small goals when you put them together and it's how I it's how I go through my work and day if I've got a really busy day ahead I write down all of the things I've got to do and just take them off it. Even if it's very, very simple things like put that and, you know, file that away, you know, do just talk to that person, ring that person. And once you've ticked that off, it's like, oh, done that. I've got a hundred things to do, but now I've only got 99. Bang. And you just crack through it. And I think that's how I work. And I think it's, you know, advice to anyone that, you know, maybe is feeling like the day's a little bit too long and a bit too busy if you just write it down and that physical feeling of ticking it off or notes on your phone the little tick thing you can do yeah. just physically you know getting through i think is um i think is very positive another thing i wanted to mention which i think if when anyone agree with me when you go when you get into the gym world you get into the strongman world is social media and i didn't i think on my instagram or whatever i don't i didn't follow many gym eds, you know, you know I, I think that's a derogatory term, actually. Uh, people that go to the gym. Um, gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, gym, enthusi- gym enthusiasts. 
um, and then when you start following friends, you meet some people, then that's all that's on your social media. Yeah. Uh, gym photos, I think, is, is interesting. And also what I think is, is very good for people, and you know, I'd like to do it one day, is that before and after photo. Mm-hmm. And I think it's on all the marketing for, for PTs and coaches. It's, I've got someone from point A to point B. And I yeah. think when you can, you can create that yourself, I think it's uh, a big motivator and a big... Um, big positive thing for your mental health. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's it's even something that I still do now. Like, if I'm like doing prep for a comp, like I'll still take like pictures before and after. It's, you know, obviously for me, I'm not doing bodybuilding, so my body really shouldn't matter. But it's just nice, like you say, just don't see. Oh, you know, look like I've got a bit bigger there. I've done this, that, and the other. That's clearly, my training is working. So, you know, it gives me that. It's strange that I kind of use body image to build my confidence for a competition that's got nothing to do with body image. But, you know, it, yeah. like, it, it's mad how people's personalities, like, you know, everyone's different. So, you know, my prep for a comp is different to other people's. My motivations are different to other people's motivations. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of it all. Yeah. And I think me and you are not coming across, but, you know, like we're Arnold Schwarzenegger type of thing and, you know, saying we're all the <laughs> perfect bodybuilder. Um, but it's we're just talking about the what coping mechanisms that we've had and as you said it's just so different to everyone else and it's very you know very easy for us to say well just put your phone down just don't look at instagram to look at all the other people that are making you insecure but for people that are i think it's just very important to talk to people about it it's very important to you know if you are you know you are joining the gym are you that person that comes in and out and just cracks them with you know just goes and does your session and go out but there are other people that might be dealing with the exact same thing that you are and you start to talk to them start to talk to possibly older people the concept that we have in yellow house is is multi-generational type of thing that it's there's nothing that would have not happened to anyone that didn't happen to anyone else type of thing that was a complicated line um yeah and it's when you do start to talk to someone you know maybe has went exactly the same thing as you you possibly before thought no one in the world has ever thought about that yeah but when you do start to talk to people about it, it, um, it does it does get better. You do start to learn coping mechanisms how to do it. Yeah, definitely. And you know, like like that, those coping mechanisms are so important. And you know, it's a smaller world than you think. You know, you you saying whatever you're thinking, someone has thought it before. You will always find someone to talk to that has experienced the same thing as you, has felt the same thing as you. And I think that's. You know, a big thing as well that this this pandemic has taught people is to talk more. Mm. And, you know, that's, I think, is it ICV that have got that let's talk thing mm. going on at the minute? And that that's that's the most powerful thing, you know. You're not alone in this, you know. Yeah, and I think there, there will be, um, and we see it on a daily basis with our young people, a lot of parents, grandparents, carers, guardians, that whole, you know, that whole group of people type of thing that are looking after young people is that, my my kids are always on the phone they're always on facebook or twitter or whatever um and you know the classic gamer that sits in their bed and just talks to their friends i think if you're on facebook or twitter talking to people for yeah. till three o'clock in the morning type of thing it's much better than crying yourself to sleep or whatever there's a lot of people that do tend to find the friends that they text all night and you know what it might be talking about the teletubbies or 
the new Assassin's Creed or whatever. It's I just think communication is very positive and when when the friendships do build you talk about Terry Tubbies for ninety percent of the time, but usually for ten percent of the time you are there to support each other. You do say to your friend that you might talk about powerlifting for ninety percent of the time, but you might say, you know what, today I'm I'm not feeling the best. And again, nine times out of ten, that other person is not gonna go, Okay, thanks for telling me that. See you later. They're gonna say, What's up? And usually you just need to vent. Just everyone needs to vent every now and again. Just lay it all out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> other thing I wanted to ask about, I know that Taylor's obviously has systems in place to support people's mental health. Um, I've seen mental health muscle, knock the logo knocked about the gym a few times. What What is that? So mental health muscle um, is an organisation. It's exactly what it is. You know, they deal with mental health and fitness. Um, run by Aaron um, we've had a um, seminar with him before and just talked about everything and one of his things funnily enough I was going to bring up was about social media and obviously like you say we look at we go, we flick through and we see these unrealistic visions of people and one of his big things that he said was you know if if that person isn't benefiting you unfollow them you know it's mm-hmm. not going to affect your life it's not going to affect their life you know if 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 you won't follow them, you know, they don't benefit you. And that's that's something I did literally straight away after the seminars. I went through my Facebook, went through Facebook, Instagram a lot. I was like, you don't benefit me. So, you know, there's no point in being there, which I think was a very powerful image. And also on, yeah, there you go. There it is. Exactly. Little plug there. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that you will see that on the audio version of this, but, you know, if you watch the video on YouTube. Just for, all, just for audio viewers, Chris has just shown his uh, own uh, T-shirt that has Chris Howard's logo on and also Mental Health Muscle on. So plug them both. <laughs> nice one for that, Nick. Thank you. Yeah, man, so is there anything that you want to add? or? No, I think when I was when you first sent me the, the text that we're going to talk about um, mental health and exercise and lifting, I thought, I don't think I can talk about for an hour for this. Um, and... But we have, and I think it's amazing that it's three minutes to 11. Um, so, I th- yeah, so there's no really final comments. It's just, I think everyone's looking forward to get back to the gym. And I think the initiatives that that gyms have put together with Taylor's, with the app, as I was saying, with the members group. Oh, yeah, how was the f- quiz on Friday? I forgot to ask. It was very good. Um, Friday, not Friday. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, it's very good. I got 40 points. Don't know how many it was out of. Had some absolute stinkers of rounds, but no, it was like it was good to see everyone again. Um, and I think, like you say, it's it's brought everyone closer. I think, if anything, because you know we we can do things like Zoom now, you know, which mm-hmm. we've always been able to do. But it's took a pandemic for people to actually do these sessions, which is just mad. But yeah, but yeah man, no, it's good. I think the thing I'm most looking forward to is getting my fucking haircut though, because like, <laughs> I'm absolutely wild right now. When we do come out with this, I think barbers, pubs, restaurants, there's just going to be so many specific industries that are just going to boom back up oh, if okay. they are still there, which is obviously a big thing. Of course. Of course. Um, but I think the initiatives that 
other businesses have put together. I know that Save the Pub is something that Budweiser did, or Budweiser did something similar where you put 10 quid in, you get 10 quid voucher when the pub is back open, and then Budweiser donate £10 to, or something along them lines. There's a lot of initiatives like that, and restaurant vouchers type of thing that, you know, you pay for your meal now and you can get it later. And also, um, with gyms, gyms are, you know, uh, are saying please continue to subscribe type of thing for your your fees yeah. but then you will be rewarded in the future and i think that is that's pro- what is probably clinging together the business sector and you yeah. know public sector, everything bringing everyone together is and um, people's generosity towards that no 100 percent, mate and like like you say like the generosity that people like you know like yourself to like me generosity to the gym and things like that like it's gonna be one of those things that I feel like we're never truly going to feel like we can repay, but it's something we're so thankful for. And it's, mm. you know, it doesn't just go to the gyms. You know, I've got a pub back home uh, that was community bought anyway, but the community is still keeping that going. Obviously it can't open, but like they're still paying in and still doing things like that. So, you know, it's, it's great to see, like you say, this is just pulling people together massively. Exactly. And, you know, a, a line that you said before, it's sad that it took a pandemic for that to happen. And line that we use in Yellow House is that like with great sorrow and great pain usually becomes great art. A lot of artists type of thing come from that pain and use it as their their muse. And but it it did take a pandemic for communities to come together. It did take pain for Van Gogh, you know, to be a great artist. It and it just constantly happens again. There's something in the human psyche that 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 element of of pain brings uh, happiness at one point. Um, yeah, and the one thing that come to my head before was home gyms. I think everyone has boosted their home gym. Yeah. Up. Um, and I just wanted to share a story. If we've got time. Have we got we've time? Got time. Nothing but time. Was sandbag. <laughs> so I thought to myself at the start of this um home gym process, I buy a sandbag. Um sandbag i could use it in so many different ways i text you about it to, you know put yeah. the program together that um and i ordered it online and i don't know why i was, it was between like 50 kilos and 120 kilos and i was like i'll go somewhere in the middle 80 kilos and i thought i can lift 120 stone i could you know i, I know i can lift 80 kilos obviously sandbag is very different from a stone it does a stone doesn't it rolls a stone but it doesn't like shift yeah so bought it really excited for it to come when it come through the letterbox or like you know the, the mail it was like a, a long letter and i thought that's weird I, I was expecting a box with the sandbag in and it, so Everyone knows it's coming. It wasn't filled. Um, and I hope uh, and no police officers are watching. But I then went to a beach that I will remain unclosed. You know, I will not name the beach to fill my sandbag up. And I went with my brother because I thought and we might get a little bit tired taking it back to the car. And also another curveball that threw into it. That car parks were close to the beach. So... From the point where we parked the car, I think it was about, as I said, 50 miles, because it felt like 50 miles, about a mile to the nearest bit of uh, sand. And if anyone has ever picked up an 80 kilo sandbag or anything even remotely to that weight, you can't carry it a mile. 
<laughs> um, you know what the exercise that you do you go maybe 10 meters back and forth in in comps or however however long it is but we had to take it a mile and it was the most painful tiredness thing i've ever done and i regret buying that sandbag but it is a useful thing for my home gym collection definitely i just thought i'd share that story it was a a horrendous mistake of buying online thinking 80 kilos of sand and in hindsight imagine the amazon delivery driver can i like bring a box of an 80 kilo sandbag to you though trying to bring an 80 kilo sandbag <laughs> and one day i will return that sand to the beach i don't believe you because then you got to carry it back mate no but i can drive it when the beaches uh, are open is that yeah and then just empty it on the on the car park and it will eventually go back to the sand with wind <laughs> What I love though at the minute is like, just you see on Instagram the amount of like people doing competitions for home gyms. I think I've entered about 20 and I haven't won one yet. Not that I've got the room to go anywhere, but you know, I will win one of these one day. Exactly. And I think, you know, businesses that are selling dumbbells and benches and bars and things like that have probably obviously boomed because a lot of people have just bought it. Yeah. I think that's the scary thing. Like, people selling dumbbells at like 12 kilos for a hundred quid. You just think like, Hey, you're a scumbag, but if I had 12 kilo dumbbells, two rabbi sound for a hundred quid. So <laughs> <laughs> just should, should, we'll cut that part out though, with the way that you said the end, but we'll just, we'll just end that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't sell it. Cause you're a nice guy, aren't you, Chris? I am a nice guy, but a hundred quid is a hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the one video that really made me laugh was, Dennis, is it Dennis O'Shea on yes. his Instagram? He had his bar with two wheelie bins <laughs> and he was picking up from it and I thought it was brilliant that he did it. But and on his Instagram, I know he's got an actual uh, bar rack now. But when he had it on two wheelie bins, I thought it was very funny. It was real, real genius technique type of thing to, oh, to do. Like you say, mate, some of these like home gyms have been fantastic. People like using all sorts of mad stuff. Yeah. But it's situational, isn't it? So that's, that's, it's great to see people adapting. Yeah, exactly. We've all got to keep fit in some way to get back to the gym well. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Listen, mate, it's been nothing but a pleasure to have you on. It's great to see your face. It's great to hear your voice. And I look forward to like seeing you when you come back. Thank you very much, Chris. I really do look forward to seeing you back too. Good, man. Enjoy the rest of your day, dude. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye, Peace, man. Love, man.